Yeah, no, so, yeah. Well, that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> if the rest of 2020 is, like, January 2020. Bad. I quit. <laughs> 2020 is canceled. 2020 is canceled. We move right on to 2021. Mm, can we, like, go back to 2010? I, like, kind of miss Or 2009. That. 2009 would have been cool. Yeah. I know, 2009 wasn't, like, my best year, but it was, like, it was among a good year. Actually, if we can go back to 1985. I was I dead. I could just start all over again. And, uh. Yeah, you could. Um, but it would need to be February. You weren't dead. You just didn't exist yet. I was dead. I had a previous <laughs> life and was dead and waiting to be reborn into an even shittier life well, is my theory. Well, maybe you were still alive in your previous life in 1985. And maybe it was Probably really not. good. Maybe it – oh, man. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like I wasn't alive for a good chunk of time. And I kind of know what it's like to not be alive because when you have a seizure, you, and like, you used to, like, stop existing for a bit and I don't like it. I'm against seizures now. So <laughs> this is how 2020 you were has gone. Before I was then. procedure. <laughs> procedure. Oh my god. You were totally into seizures. I was totally into it. And um, but now you're seizures just like, no, were the background of bad. my computer at work. But now, <laughs> no, because okay. So this is how 2020 started. Almost at the very beginning, pretty much very beginning of January. My microwave broke. And all I eat are frozen dinners and protein bars, so half of my diet was gone. This has a lot to do with seizures, I can tell. And then, (laughs) and then, Sugar had a seizure. Yeah. I'm not sure if we we told you guys about this last time. I don't think we did. But Andrea's kitty. Yeah, we announced it on Twitter, but. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, my cat, the very important darling Sugar. Yeah. Had a seizure. And she like, she came racing into the room from, into my bedroom from Brayden's room. Yeah. And she was racing like, she was making a lot of noise, knocking shit over. And I was like, what is going on? Just like laughing. like normal cat shit. Yeah. I was on the phone with my friend and I was like, what's going on? And I was kind of laughing and she could hear it. So she's laughing. And then Sugar like launched herself trying to go in between my bed and my nightstand, which there's not enough space. No. So, and then she started yowling and I was like, I ran over and I thought she was stuck. Her head was stuck. Yeah. So I was pulling, I like moved the nightstand and like was trying to get her out. Get her out. And it felt like she was really stuck. And I'm like, this is impossible. She can't be stuck anymore. Um, and it turned out it was because she was like, all her muscles were stiffened because she was having a grand mal seizure. Yeah, no, I've had a grand mal. Yeah. You die for a bit, but you get a warning. That's the scary part. Yeah. Something weird happens Sugar, obviously. She felt it. Felt it coming on and it freaked the shit out of her. I was freaked the shit out when I had mine. I thought I was going to die. I was like, what is happening to my brain right now? So as a cat. That would be terrifying. Yeah. And as a cat, you you would try to run away from it. Yeah, because you would not know what the stimuli is. I mean, she probably thought it was something external to her happening yeah. to her and making her feel that way yeah and that's, that's why, she why she ran she booked it yeah but uh yeah know. no it was full seizure she was foaming at the mouth and both yep. front and back legs paddling yep and then i called 911 okay so this is the funny part <laughs> Andrea uh, called the cops. I had to. She called 911. She called Human it's, Emergency Services for her kitty. It's important that I somebody too. start a cat ambulance. I know. I need. A, why isn't there 911 for pets? I don't understand. I thought there was in some places. Like, I thought there was an emergency line for, like, vets. Yeah, not here. I mean, so our vet here does have an emergency line, but you have to call them 
And then it's like, press one if this is an, a medical emergency. <laughs> and I, so that's what I did Fuck. eventually. But like on 911, I was like to the guy, okay, do you know who do I call? Like, yeah. In my mind at the at that moment, I was like, well, maybe they'll still come even though it's a cat. Which they're <laughs> never going to do. If I beg them. And maybe, maybe I just dialed the wrong one. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, that's 922. But no, it's not. I know. So, right? I wish it. He slowly explained to me that there isn't one. And I'm like, Okay, you could have said that faster because I need to get off the fucking phone and get somebody who will help me. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, and I'm sure he had calls to take from people who were being stabbed. So, like, you yeah, think so that they go fast. Yeah, so he should also be hurrying the fuck up. Like, yeah. we both have other things we need to be doing because we're not going to be able to do anything together. Right. I have a cat and you're annoying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that's... I do really wish they had just, like, an obvious animal emergency service um, in our area, yeah. Because I've heard be. I've heard that there are. And you know what? That would be a States. good business. Like, yeah. And that's probably why in the States it exists. But, like, it can exist here. Yeah. I they mean, have any, hospitals. Like, like, I took yeah. – I ended up taking Sugar to the hospital in Calgary where she was, like, an inpatient. They kept her oh. overnight. Like, it's like a full hospital. They have a lab, an MRI yeah. machine. They have fluoroscopy, everything that they have at a human hospital, yeah. but for animals. But I don't know why they haven't decided, hey, we should probably also have an ambulance so that we can get patients in. Yeah, in fact, like you said, that'd be a really good business model. Because yeah. a lot of people don't even know that 24-hour vets exist and they just wouldn't do anything and hope that their pet survived. Yeah, and exactly. I would a lot call 911. Because I, I searched it online and people are like, yeah, my cat had a seizure about four hours ago. She seems fine now. Ugh. I'm like, are you kidding? I like I'd be screaming to a hospital. I like <laughs> I like accidentally like like slightly closed um our one of our like whisper closed doors on Dandelion's tail, one of my cats. Yeah. And she made the saddest noise. I almost called the cops. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I did the same thing, except I don't on have myself. whisper clothes. I know. I, like, and it's a heavy drawer. It, like, and she closed on Sugar's tail. But she didn't even make much of a noise. So I think it barely caught her. Damn but I was like, no. <laughs> right? Like, I, <laughs> I like, panicked. screamed. And then I scared the – it scared her more than the drawer did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, to be honest, like, okay, so Dandelion's a huge fucking wimp. I guess that's my fear is anything happening to my kitties. <sighs> That's my, my biggest cats. fear too. That's why I called nine one one. My worst nightmare was happening. Yeah. Well, Sigh. Dandelion makes a meow that is the cutest, saddest, most heartbreaking thing when you try to put a harness on her. Oh. It sounds like you're stabbing her to death and she's dying cutely. <laughs> Muffin does that when I come at her with her toothbrush. Yeah. Like <laughs> she's like. And then she goes really low to the ground and like yeah. sort of tries to be Get invisible. And yeah. She's not invisible. Dandelion makes like a sound like I can't meow as cutely as you. Yeah. Because you have a high-pitched voice. But it's like. Nobody can. <laughs> it's Aww. like a sob. It's like the saddest. Like she sounds heartbroken. Our poor little Like baby it sounds like you're murdering her coldly as she <laughs> stares into your eyes trustingly. Like that's what that sounds like. And I'm like, baby, I am literally just putting a harness on you. Calm down. I don't brush Sugar's teeth anymore ever since the seizure because I just don't. I can't bring myself oh, to do it. Oh, you're just nervous that she could seize while there's well, a toothbrush in there. I also just feel like she's been through enough. But yeah, I get <laughs> she, that. Um, and plus, Sugar's not the one with bad teeth. That's Muffin. Muffin has bad teeth. Sugar has seizures. It's their things. 
Mm -hmm. They they each have their own thing. Yeah, Muffin's like (laughs) super adorable. She looks like a princess. Yeah, she she looks like a cartoon kitten. Yeah, she looks like an aristocrat. But she is repulsive. She's got like blackheads on her chin. She's so gross. She doesn't really bathe, so she's a little oily and stinky. Cat B.O.E. Yeah, you look at her (laughs) precious little Aristocat face. Yeah, she looks freaking adorable. And then you pet her and you're like, there's (laughs) residue on my hand. (laughs) And then Uh, you sniff her and you're like, oh, that was a mistake. Yeah, I have to get her groomed regularly. Yeah, she's too lazy to bathe. But like she is healthy. I know. She's repulsive, but she has no problem problems that are scary whereas sugar who bathes like incessantly yeah like sugar like, is the cleanest cat yeah and most delicate like she's she's just clean and sweet and soft and broken an apparently asshole, but, uh, but yeah i know like she asshole. takes care of herself yeah. so like arduously and yet her health problems are the scary ones whereas <laughs> yeah. the worst muffin gets is like zits yeah and, and bad stinky. teeth bad teeth well, yeah, so, I mean, she can't even bother bathing. I doubt that she would ever brush her teeth on her own. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like Sugar does all, yeah. all the time. Okay, mm-hmm. well, here's one thing, though. Sugar, so fun fact before we move on to the, the actual cases that we're going to talk <laughs> to you about. Sugar pees in the sink. Yes, she's funny. She pees in the sink. Not my sink, in like my not sink. my ensuite, but in the bathroom that everybody else uses that like Ren uses when he's over and my son is basically my son's bathroom yeah but yeah she's like hey that looks like a mini cat toilet yeah she I mean I've seen mom pee. peeing in that bigger toilet so this must be the me size toilet so she pees down the drain yeah and there was always this <laughs> smell in there and we thought it was because some like someone had like missed the seat or something yeah um so I'm like Mops so and it. like scrubbed that bathroom thinking, oh my God, did somebody just once miss and it, there's like dried pee on the wall and that's what that smell is? Yeah, that's why. Turns I out thought. it was just my cat keeps peeing down the drain. Yeah. Like I was worried. I was like, where is this pee smell coming from? I know. And I don't understand like, how yeah. it could possibly smell that bad because eventually if somebody had peed on the wall, I don't think it would smell forever. No, because it was always smelled like fresh pee. I know. And it's like, how? who is coming over who keeps pee. missing? <laughs> yeah. How do they not? Like, you don't have, there are all like three men in your life. I know. I, I don't hit the wall. At, I know. Like, Brayden, I don't think. No, no, no. Brayden can aim. Um, and Aaron most, there are, We're all like adults or almost well. adults. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, like we're none of us are children who can't who can't aim. So I was just like, who is doing this? Sugar is the culprit. One yeah. day I was just walking by Plot and twist. I hear like her paw against Aww. a sink, and I was like, what is that sound coming from the bathroom? I don't use. So I peek uh, in and Sugar's in there like like a cat buries their 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 refuse, business yeah. and but she's doing it in the sink so of course she's not burying it she thinks she's just pushing it down the, oh I baby i don't know she's, she's adorable. trying to bury it she's the cutest thing in the world she's very so she's cute. not allowed to die from seizures well a lot of people um a lot of my other pagan friends were doing spells and prayers and they were in you know sugar that was, was in their thoughts yeah i want yeah. to let you know i know a lot of people don't take that stuff seriously i do obviously because I'm bacon but like um I know I when I told you I was like I don't know if this will help but I just wanted to let you know that you know people are praying and doing little spells for sugar they can yeah it helped me 
Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I'll just try anything. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not Christian, right? Whatever but works. when Christians pray for me, I'm like, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Do it. Just in case. Yeah, like when it's something <laughs> serious, you're just like, I'll try anything. Yeah, and it's just nice to have that comfort knowing that someone believes that a higher power cares about what you care about. Yeah. Yeah. And someone's thinking about my sugar. Yeah. No, complete strangers care about sugar. So yeah. she's very loved. My baby. Yeah. Complete okay. strangers and also some friends. But yeah. <laughs> so. I guess we should probably. <laughs> I guess we should get off that topic. So that's sad. Um, I know. So that's 2020. And your greatest fear is something happening to the cat, your cats too. Yeah. That's a horrifying one. I had a di- completely different fear I wanted to talk about. But I'll do that. I'll save it for next time. Okay. So our theme I chose is ghost ships. Yay. And we've like covered ghost ships before, but they weren't like an on purpose theme. So yeah, yeah, I wanted to do an on purpose ghost ship. How we did it. But yeah. 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 So this time I just decided we're going to do ghost ship, but meaningfully. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the ship. <laughs> I meant to say that's the shit. That's I said that's that the is ship. the shit. Oh man, that's I so accidentally punned really 90s, hard there. Isn't it? Or early. 2000s, 2000s. I mean, still, still pe- people still. Seems okay to continue. People still shit ship. All right. <laughs> so, ghost ship, I'm starting off with the horrifying mystery of the SS Orang Medan. Ooh. Yes. You may have heard of this. There was like a video game called The, the Man of Medan. Yeah, it's weird. That was based on Brayden and I saw that at EB Games and I was like, ooh, this looks good. And then we all decided that that's the one we're going to play together when Brayden's down. Yeah, it's weird. And now you're doing the ship. So that's weird. Yeah, now I'm doing the ship. It was based off of, but very loosely based. But yeah, it's, it's that was interesting. Christmas time. So we didn't yeah. foresee this. Yeah, no, I did not even know. But I'll give you a very brief background right now. So the SS Orang Medan was a ghost ship which, according to various reports, became a shipwreck in Dutch East Indies waters, which is like modern day Indonesia, or elsewhere, because it is a mystery. (laughs) So we're not (laughs) sure. Um, After its entire crew died under suspicious circumstances, either in 1940 1947 or 1948, depending on the newspaper source. So the ship was an enigma. Um, (laughs) So the story of the Orang Medan has become a legend due to this eerie uncertainty. So here's some more info. One English reference to the ship and the incident is in the May 1954 issue of Proceedings of the Merchant Marine Council, which sounds sounds English. That's super interesting. Yeah, you're welcome. Published by the United (laughs) States Coast Guard. Um, An earlier English reference was published on October 10th, 1948 in the Albany Times of Albany, New York. That's more interesting. Yes. And references its original (laughs) source as Elsevier's Weekly. So basically, there are a bunch of sources for this ghost ship, but no one seems to know all the details is why I'm getting at here. I'm not just trying to like sell you magazines, I promise. Um, So the word orang, also written orang, um, is Malay or Indonesian, meaning man or person, whereas Medan is the largest city on the Indonesian island of Sumatra, giving an approximate translation of man from Medan. Accounts of the ship's accident have appeared in various books and magazines, mainly on Fortiana. However, details of the vessel's construction and history also remain unknown. 
Ugh, too much spit in my mouth. Searches for any official registration or accident investigation recorded uh, have been unsuccessful. So, like, they don't know what the fuck happened to this poor boat. Yeah. Um, the report of the ship's first appearance was in a series of three articles in a Dutch-Indonesian newspaper, De Lokomotiv. Oh, man. Samarang's handels on blood. I nailed that. <laughs> I nailed it. The report is mostly the same as the later versions, but with some, like, pretty significant uh, differences. The name of the ship that found the Orang Medan is never mentioned, but the location of the encounter is described as 400 nautical miles, which is, like, 740 kilometers southeast of the Marshall Islands. So, like, this boat went a lot of places. Yeah, we're... Yeah. Where did this happen? Where the fuck were you going, boat? <laughs> Where was it going? Intriguingly, the second and third articles describe the experiences of the sole survivor of the Orang Medan crew, who was found by an Italian missionary and natives on Taungi Atoll mm-hmm. in the Marshall Islands, So, which would make sense. The man, the survivor, before perishing, told the missionary that the ship was carrying a badly stored cargo of sulfuric acid. And that most of the crew perished because of the poisonous fumes escaping from broken containers of it. Oh. Yep. According to this report, the Orang Medan was sailing from an unnamed small Chinese port to Costa Rica and deliberately, like, avoided the authorities, right? Hmm. The survivor, an unnamed German, died after telling his story to the missionary, who then passed the story on to the author, Silvio Charlie of Trieste, Italy. I nailed That's that right. one too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got that. The Dutch newspaper, uh, Europeans, where do you live? Um, concludes <laughs> with a disclaimer that goes, quote, This is the last part of our story about the mystery of the Orang Medan. We must repeat that we don't have any other data on this mystery of the sea, nor can we answer the many unanswered questions in the story. It may seem obvious that this is the thrilling romance of the sea. On the other hand, the author, Sylvia Shirley, assures us of the authenticity of the story. Okay, so like some people are like, this isn't real, and then... But there's like evidence of it existing, so they're just not sure what parts are real, and then some people are like, well, if you can't prove everything's real, then maybe the boat didn't even exist, blah, 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 right? Yeah. So... New evidence found by the Skittish Library, (laughs) which sounds like a place our aunt would work. (laughs) I mean, it does. Shows that there were newspaper uh, reports of the incident from 1940, taken from the Associated Press in British newspapers The Daily Mirror and the Yorkshire Evening Post. So again, there were differences in the story that they kind of reported. The location being the Solomon Islands in these reports, and the SOS messages different from later reports. So, according to these reports, at some point in time, but approximately around, like, June 1947, although Gaddis and other other people, like, other reports list the approximate date as early February 1948. So this is where the confusion between did this happen 1940, 47, or 48 comes from. Yeah. Um, Two American... Vessels. <laughs> Navigating the Straits of Malacca, the City of Baltimore, and the Silver Star, those are two names of boats, among others passing by, picked up several distress messages from the nearby Dutch merchant ship Orang Medan. A radio operator 
I know this you story, but I didn't know all the details, like... Yeah. So, mm-hmm. okay. So a radio operator aboard the boat sent the following message in Morse code. Quote, SOS from Orang Medan. We float. All officers exclude... <sighs> Fuck. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead. And, um, a fused like a few uh, confused dots and dashes of Morse code later, two words came through clearly, and they were, quote, I die. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. So after that horrifying message, <laughs> nothing more was heard from the boat. Uh, when the Silver Star crew eventually located and boarded the apparently somewhat undamaged Durang Medan in an attempt at a rescue, the ship was found full of human corpses and one deceased dog. Oh, Yeah. Uh, I'm sad about a lot of things. Um, I'm sad about the dog. I know you are. Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so they found dead people and one dog and the dead people were everywhere, right? Yeah. With the dead bodies found sprawled on their backs, the frozen and allegedly terrified faces of the dead turned upwards to the sun above with their mouths gaping wide open and their eyes staring straight ahead. That's gross. The corpses now resembling twisted caricatures of human beings. Gross. Yeah, that sounds like poisoning. Yeah, it does. Yeah, not good. So <laughs> no survivors were found and no visible signs of injuries on the dead bodies were recorded either. And just as the ship was being prepared to be towed by the Silver Star to a nearby port, a fire suddenly broke out in the ship's number four cargo hold, forcing the boarding party to really quickly evacuate the doomed <laughs> Dutch freighter, thus preventing any further investigations to be carried out. So soon after, the Orang Medan was witnessed exploding before finally sinking, forever lost to the sea. Yeah. So... Unsecured hazardous materials cargo theory. <laughs> I like that. Yep. It's a good title. It's um catchy. Which yep. is the best succinct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um-ct. Yeah. Unked. Mm. So many hypothesize <laughs> that Orang Medan might have been involved in smuggling operations of chemical substances, such as like a combination of potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin, or even wartime stocks of nerve agents. Good combo. According to these theories, seawater would have entered the ship's hold, reacting with the cargo and releasing toxic gases, which then would have caused the crew to die of as like of asphyxia and poisoning. Yeah. And or that makes sense. Yeah. Later, the seawater would have reacted with the nitroglycerin, which would have caused the reported fire and explosion. Right. Okay. So yet another theory is that the ship was transporting nerve gas, which the Japanese military had been storing in China during the war and which was handed over to the U.S. military at the end of the war. According to this theory, no U.S. ship could transport it as it would leave a paper trail. So they got the crew of the Orang Medan to do their dirty work for them, essentially. Great. And it was therefore loaded onto the Orang Medan, which was like a a non-registered ship for transport to the U.S. or an island in the Pacific. Yep. All right. Other theory, carbon monoxide poisoning. Uh, Gaddis theory is that an undetected smoldering-based fire, so like 
something that started small, or yeah. malfunction in the ship's boiler system might have been responsible for the shipwreck. Escaping carbon monoxide would have caused the deaths of all aboard, with a fire slowly spreading out of control, leading to the vessel's ultimate boom. I guess. That yeah. I mean, everything could be, I guess. I Everything could be, but the theory about the, like, inclusion of the sulfuric acid seems to suggest that it had something to do with it. Yeah. So, the Orang and the CIA... There mm-hmm. it is. That's the reason. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you, CIA. Okay, don't shoot me. Please don't snipe me. They don't listen. I don't know about that, man. I'm pretty sure. They're like, mm, we're listening right I'll now. I'll ask them. That's just... Hey guys, got to watch. Um, my... Have you heard my podcast? Yeah, it's really I mean, cool, and you should really check it out. I mean, they're, they're looking <laughs> at everyone's like laptops, right? Or is that FBI? I don't know. I don't know. Just if you're CIA, please um, go to Patreon.com/slash Two Scared Siblings and become a patron. Yeah, uh, just take a break right now, and uh, I'll, I'll see you later. We'll add a hundred dollar tier for you. Mm-hmm. Thank I you would definitely demand at least like. 100k but 10,000 <laughs> is fine so um public interest in the story of the orangutan is reflected in correspondence sent to the u.s central intelligence agency which is the cia that is um in december 1959 ch mark jr of scottsdale arizona where i've actually been it's very rich, um, sent a private letter to director of the CIA, Alan Duels. Within the letter, Mark first asks the recipient of the letter if they believe the story of the Orang deals with, quote, something from the unknown, then retells the story of the Orang and its sinking. So the CIA guy thought that this could that... be paranormal. Okay. Or something of the unknown. There are a lot of things we don't know, so I guess it doesn't have to be ghosts. It was the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> CIA people know more than than they let on. Um, <laughs> the letter was released to the public on May 5th, uh, 2003. So this has been a thing for a while. The person to whom Mark wrote remains redacted by the CIA, but in the letter, Mark references an earlier writing he sent on May 29th, 1958. Do you need to clear that? <clears throat> now I do. <laughs> <clears throat> It was answered briefly, quote, on behalf of Mr. Duels by the, quote, assistant to the director who takes like a dismissive tone, right? So this response released May 7th, 2002, establishes the CIA as the recipient. But no one knows who from the CIA was being written to. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some skepticism about this, as I mentioned. Several authors note their inability to find any mention of the case in Lloyd's shipping register, which is like a boat thing. Um, furthermore, no registration records for a ship by the name of Orang Madan could be located in various countries. But I mean, like, it was probably translated differently. Yeah. Yeah. Or that wasn't like the it name. wouldn't have been in that like or spelling. Or it wasn't registered. Yeah, or it could be in a, like Malay, which different characters. It would not yeah. be like it, yeah. So it couldn't be located. Um, while author Roy uh, Bainton states that the identity of the Silver Star, reported to have been the ship involved in the failed rescue attempt, has been established with high probability. The complete lack of information on the sunken ship itself has given rise to suspicion about the origins and credibility of the account. Ship's logs for the Silver Star did not show a record of any such rescue attempt. 
Bainton and others have put forward the possibility that accounts of, uh, among other things, the date, location, names of the ships involved, and circumstances of the accident might have been inaccurate or, like, exaggerated, or that the story might be completely fictitious, which I think is throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Um, so personally, I believe the ship existed yeah what happened to the crew of the orang medan is a terrible mystery but i think it was at the very least a real ship that met a tragic fate yeah i mean usually it stems from something real and then it like the Mm, stories are embellished or something but yeah but i mean if there was an sos i suspect Mm. that i die would have made sense if they're not an english speaker yeah they would have been like I'm dying, but I'm not quite sure how to tell you why. Or um, like, uh, I'm just—it's it, happening. English speaker, but yeah, you know, in Morse code, you just want to shorten that shit down. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> just like all dead, I die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I creepy. have a threesome. Um. And <laughs> mm, I don't like that. It's three ships. Okay. Um. Because Thank okay, you. so once again, this is like. Probably not real. Andrea okay, well, yours... has never had a real threesome in her life. No. <laughs> but you said, um, okay, well, your boat was more likely real. My boat. Your boat. It's my boat now, apparently. <laughs> I have to take responsibility for the sulfuric acid I have acid three leak. boats, and they may be based off of a boat that was real, but they've like got three different names, sort yes. of slightly different stories. Yeah. Um, but they're like all... Slightly different versions of the same story. Yeah. Okay. Tell me about your boats. Okay. So basically, each story begins with a crew returning from the sea and leaving the docks, right? And like, they came back from a trip and they go off to like bars and restaurants and they- party. Yeah. They're like, yeah, we're back. Let's party. party. Yeah. And they start telling people while they're out and drinking of a ship frozen in time. And a logbook is always shown. So this is part of the story. Um, The date ranges from the late 1700s to the late 1800s. And there are three names. Same thing. The Jenny, the Gloriana, or the Octavius. Yeah. And how long the dead crew was missing ranges from like 13 to 40 years. That's a bit of a gap. Yeah. So there's no solid (laughs) facts because it changes with each one. But like. Ghost ships are hard. Ghost ships are hard. Yeah. It's hard to well, because they nail go, down those they, facts. They sink. Yeah, so that's true. That's the problem. And plus there are like – there are numerous ghost ships like and they're real. Yeah. Like there are a lot of cases in which people have had to abandon ships and in the old days it was yeah. not as easy to like go get your boat back. No, exactly. <laughs> there weren't like – yeah. They didn't – I mean the there technology like they had was ship, a rope so. yeah. and strong and like, man. And I last saw it over there. But – Yeah. <laughs> But, the sea uh, moves things. The is sea the moved thing. it. Um, <laughs> like I put it there, but I can't believe the ocean just keeps taking my shit. <laughs> I could Asshole. have sworn I left my boat here, but ugh, the ocean, she like she just moves things without telling me. <sighs> They're just like it's haunted. Yep. <laughs> so I will tell you the story of the Gloriana first. Okay. So this ship story um, was in adventure books that changed titles, and. <laughs> They would start in, like, 1893. Right. So they first appeared in 1893, and it kept changing titles. Oh, wow. Um, But basically, it's called The Frozen Crew, and it's told from the point of view of Captain John Warrens of this whaling ship called Try Again, 
out of Greenland. Ouch. I know, right? Greenland. That's a weird name. Are you okay? Name. <laughs> Poor Greenland. It's not a they're, place they're in Greenland. They're having a self-esteem issue. It's not a place in Greenland. No, I know, but it's they a Greenland They named their boat. ship. Yeah, I know. They're just like. They're like, try again. Good this enough, time, hopefully not Greenland. <laughs> Um, so in 1775, it tells the story of how Captain John Warrens and his crew came upon a ship with torn rigging that had run aground an ice bank. Gloriana was painted on the side, and the deck was buried. Mm. So it was, like, buried in the ice and snow. Yeah, so like half. Partially, half yeah. crashed in there. Uh, so he sees a man sitting at a table inside, but the man doesn't respond. Oh, no. And when he gets aboard, he finds a corpse like the man oh. is a corpse covered in green mold, frozen in place. Oh. And it, with him is a logbook, right? And it says, the last entry is November 11th, 1762. And it says, we have now been 17 days on the ice. The fire went out yesterday and our master has been trying to rekindle, again, rekindle it again without success. Mm. His wife died this. And then like it cuts off. What the fuck? Yeah, like as if the guy suddenly just died. Right. Of mold. Or like the pen froze i don't know that's it <laughs> but i mean that sounds weird like was he swallowed by like some weird like greenland arctic mold species thing ah ugh, i don't know it's weird <laughs> I, know. I know that's I kind mean, of a far-fetched one but that's my theory the now. idea is that he's frozen solid but like how do yeah. you freeze you can't like sitting up in the middle of writing like if, if you're freezing to death you usually like at you, curl up in a ball and like yeah. yeah, like, you're not going to be flash frozen. What happened? No. So Warren took the logbook, and he left the ship, and he saw the rest of the crew on, like, in other areas of the boat, frozen in place. So there was a Ugh. woman in bed, a cabin boy under the stairs, oh. one man holding a tinderbox, and sleeping crewmen all over the place. They're just sleeping in bed. Well, guy with tinderbox, you should have gone on top of this. And that's the thing, like, that... That one is kind of a common one between the three. Yeah. But yeah, so Warrens leaves the ghost ship and then they go and terrifying. tell people a story. And yeah. Of so course. then there's the story of the Jenny. Yeah. So it's a lost English ship and it has a seven member crew. It's a small boat. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Most of them are like 20 something. Um, this one's a smaller one. Seven. So they yeah. um, basically, the story has been trapped. Trapped to the German magazine. Trapped. trapped. Been trapped forever. Trapped with Germans. No. Please free it. Just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Germans. Love ya. So it's been tracked to a story in the German magazine called The Globus. In 1862, an article was written mm-hmm. by an anonymous member of a ship called The Hope. Hmm. Who told this story? Yeah. Um, they were traveling along the Drake Passage, which is a section of Chile's Cape Horn, and they came across a ship. Yeah. You, do you like Which, how I spelled chilies? I do. It auto-corrected um, to the- <laughs> it, it auto-corrected to the name of the restaurant, guys. I know. I was like, a section of chilies. I know. I was like, Welcome you know what? to chilies. Screw it. I don't care. I, I, uh, sugar was in my lap, so. Oh. I was like, I could, eh, let's just I get could this fix done. this, but I guess now the, <laughs> the restaurant goes ship of chilies. Yes, yeah. So a section of chilies, the restaurant's Cape Horn. So they came across a ship. I didn't know ship. they had those. I didn't know I that either. Ask next time. It's really interesting. Are they complimentary with like breadsticks? Yeah. I want a Cape Horn. Anyway, so yeah, I <laughs> assume uh, they meant uh, Chile, as in Chilean. Yeah, they did. Not. <laughs> it was weird how not it the restaurants, in. right? 
Yeah. Do they not because know what Chile is? It it's a made country. More sense, it's but a maybe whole I country. mistyped something and then it mistook what I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to our linguistics podcast. Um, <laughs> so they came across a ship. Yeah. And they made out the figures of men standing on the decks. Oh. The men were not freaky. moving. Or reacting to them approaching. I don't like it. And it turns out they're dead and frozen solid standing. Oh, oh yeah, like these people are like flash frozen. What the fuck? It doesn't make sense. No. Uh, the captain of the Hope led the search onto the boat, and he was the first to discover the captain in the captain's quarters, dead with a logbook. <sighs> this time, the last entry is dated May 4th, 1823, and it reads, No food 71 days. Oh. I am the only one left alive. Well, 71 days without food, he would not be alive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Why I was going to say, long... I mean, I guess maybe that's when their rations were starting to decline and they must have run out yeah, right they must at have... 71 days. Yeah. And that's everyone my else. Guess. That's my guess. I'm guessing he didn't have no food for 71 days. No. he would not be Yeah, he would have writing. had to. Yeah. So, uh, oh, some unless reports. Unless he ate the other people. Anyway, Ew. Yeah. Well, no, they're there. They're frozen. <laughs> well, yeah. Unless he eats some of them. He wants just a couple them of them. Later. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's only a seven member crew. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> some reports say that the crew of the Hope buried all of the frozen people aboard, right? Because they're like all oh, these poor people, yeah. including the captain's wife and dog at sea. Oh, no. Uh, and others say that they left everything as it was, except for the logbook, which they took. Mm hmm. And they left everything else aboard. Right. Whatever the condition the crew of the Hope left those poor souls in on the Jenny, one thing is for certain. The Jenny still sails on in the Arctic waters, but has never been seen since. How do they know it sails on then? I don't know. Who has seen it sailing? I mean, they, they came across it, like, floating along. But so I guess the assumption seen. is, like, that it's still floating itself along. But it hasn't been seen since. I know. So it could have run aground. No, but I mean, I just like that sentence. They're like, it still sails on, although, but it's never seen. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Who saw it sailing on? All right, whatever. You know what? I accept you, Jenny. It's fine. Yes, accept the Jenny, please. Okay, this is the last one. The okay. Octavius. Mm, this one is apparently yes. the most fav famous of the three stories. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it now. I hadn't. Weird. So in 1775, a whaling ship called the Herald was traveling west of Greenland. It's Greenland again. And nice. they found a weathered ship floating along. And it had mm. tattered sails. And five members decided to board it to investigate. And As the deck was abandoned. Um, so there was like, there was this time there's nobody on the deck. And yeah. they had to break in to see like what was going on. They found a 28-member <sighs> crew frozen to death. Bodies were still frosted over, but otherwise they looked like they were sleeping. And they were laying, like some, a bunch of them were laying in bunks undisturbed. And in the captain's quarters, they found a boy <sighs> curled under a blanket. Oh. A man crouched over a pile of kindling with a tinderbox in one hand, just about to like oh. light the match. Yeah, so it's like they so flash frozen, like I'm cold. saying. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's what the fuck. And a woman sitting straight up on the bed with her eyes open and she looked ready to speak. Wow. Fucking so that'd creepy be as literally shit. Instant froze. Like how? Exactly. And 
the captain sitting upright at his desk with a pen in hand and a logbook, open dated November 11th, 1768. Mm-hmm. And it put the ship as having been lost by like for a decade, right? Because it's 1768. Yeah. Or something. How yeah. did all these men manage to write Almost before they were flash frozen? <laughs> I don't know. Why did they not get cold? But only for long enough to write. Why would their pen not freeze first? Like, yeah. pen, pens freeze. Yeah. And I, I mean, mean, I don't like, know how well they were made death. in like 1700s, but. Yeah, I, that's true. Quills. Maybe they were better it than It would have been quill and ink. Then that would be frozen. It'd I be think. better than Bic for sure, to be honest. Sorry, Bic. Ugh, Bic sucks with pens. <laughs> their Bic's just like goes on strike and they're just like. Your lighters are good. Just stick to that. <laughs> They're like, well, fine then. We'll just start making we quills, and that's all pets. we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> so then, in this case, obviously, again, the crew flees the ship with only the logbook. Mm. Uh, so in the whole scramble, the middle of the logbook was sort of fell out <laughs> or something. Bitch, so did they- you make this notebook too? <laughs> Stop making stuff other no than later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they were only left with like a couple of the first pages and the last pages of the logbook, mm-hmm. but it confirmed the departure date and the captain's decision to save time by sailing the Northwest Passage, which had hardly been explored at that time. Right. And it theor- like it hadn't really been confirmed that you could take this way, yeah. but it theoretically linked the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans through waterways in the Arctic Sea. Right. So it could be a shorter way to go that direction if you needed to. Um, but going too far north, you would end up in like dangerously iced over waters. Yeah, but not that instant. No, not. Like you would, <laughs> not you would freeze to death, but not like in the middle of like writing. No. Not in the middle <laughs> of lighting a match. Like, yeah. And it suggested that. The crew was alive when they became ice-blocked north of Alaska, but somewhere in between Alaska and Greenland, they all died. And in this story, that crew that found them just sort of leaves the boat, and it, like, continues floating on its own again. Which would make sense back in the day because they wouldn't have had really much means of – taking it back with them unless they had gone there for rescue purposes. Yeah. Yeah, Like, if they don't – if you don't have the – Equipment on equipment, you. rope, and all of that stuff that you need, then you you, you wouldn't you have to know leave what it. to do. Yeah. yeah. The 1700s, yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I had heard something about there being the equivalent of a Bermuda Triangle in relation to the Octavius, which is obviously in relation to the, the other names. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in Arctic Greenland waters. And that's so. The then that's why, like, it's like, like the people get flash frozen. Crazy. I have yeah. to look that. So, like, a weird Bermuda Triangle effect. I watched um, not in Bermuda a video <laughs> for this one. I was like, I'll just do a video because they usually have more information. Yes, I like those than too. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, like I go to Wikipedia a lot, but I always have to like I look up too. other articles just to find like the, the good the good stuff. I like Wikipedia. It's really good for some details, but you <laughs> kind of have good to like for get avoiding copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you have to look at other things to, like, get different details. I just pull yeah. from, like, either a million different articles or I watch, like, a, a documentary, a yeah. YouTube 
documentary or whatever. Yeah. Thank you, YouTubers. You're, yes, thank you're doing you, us YouTube. a great service. We're you're helping. You are. <laughs> We're not a stealing lot. your entire story, but we do want to watch it for like. Yeah, I don't take things details. word for word. I just like. No, no, no. Yeah. I want to do my research really well, right? So that we're giving the whole story. It's fair use. It ah. is fair use. Yeah. So stop giving us a hard time. I know. I feel like I'm being looked at judgmentally Jesus. right now, I know. even well, though they th- are. it's not happening. No, it's like, totally happening. Oh, 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 I don't like that. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> what if I got flash frozen with a look of being judged on my face? YouTube but, just flash freezes people with just one look. Well,. I don't even think we need that. We live in Alberta. We could get flash frozen at any moment. Yeah, actually, we don't really need it. Thank you very much. Just well, leave last, us up here. Last week We will was eventually enough. flash freeze. <laughs> last last week, oh I actually God. got my hand burned yeah, I, by, uh, by yeah. a doorknob. Yeah, me it too. Going cold. into my condo, um, my hand almost stuck. Yeah. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and it hurts. And you're like, yeah, it holy like a motherfucker. Fuck. Yeah, like it it actually good. it's so cold. It and then burns suddenly, me. like, this week it's like plus twelve yeah. degrees Celsius. Yeah. We live in the mountains and it's it's not good. I wouldn't recommend it. We're in a frozen tundra. Yeah, it's kind of like I've heard it's really similar weather-wise to Montana um in the winter where it can be like colder. really warm but because it's in the w- mountains it can go like either way day oh, to day. Oh yeah, like yeah. changes very quickly. Yeah, like within 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, fuck I want that. proof. Montana. Talk what to is us. your coldest winter in degrees Celsius? Please. Yeah. Email us at tskids@gmail.com because it's fascinating weather isn't it i love <laughs> it when montana talks weather to me <laughs> yes it's my favorite thing that they've ever done <laughs> they haven't done it yet so they better get on that although they but, do really good ribs oh oh and that's a restaurant gene um, that's canadian thank you for the cornbread thank I you know. for the cornbread montana that you, montana i'm not even sure if that restaurant is canadian or american by pretty sure it has nothing to do with montana <laughs> Is the twist. I know. So anyway, <laughs> guys, you should like Google it. that because it's cool. Actually, uh, one of the restaurants in our area apparently has, like, this huge thing about, like, about vegans. Like, they really don't like them in the one restaurant. Like, you're allowed to decorate your Montana's if you're the manager of Montana's restaurant, however you want. Um, but the one here, like, the one in Calgary that we moved out of, because um, we lived in the restaurant, um, <laughs> the guy who owned that one... Oh, so really it's not like here trucks. In well, he obviously really liked trucks because oh, right, he decorated truck right, theme. There's yeah. a giant truck coming through the ceiling. It was yeah. really cool. But the one here, his decoration or hers, um, hmm. It's all about meat? It's all about meat and trash talking people who don't eat meat. And there are pictures of pigs in like drawn quarters and stuff like on the door. And I'm like, this actually makes me not want to eat meat, is the thing though. But. It makes sense to not want vegans in your barbecue meat restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's just like I can fun. tell this person has a – well, I mean, but they've got cauliflower wings. I just, it's just really weird that that's I their know. obsession. Like the guy in Calgary loved trucks and the person here hates vegans and they made their theme. I'm not the biggest <laughs> fan of vegans. Maybe that's that. why I'm on his side. I don't know. Those posters are like a lot and they they don't really say I know, vegan, but, but they're basically like, you should eat meat. <laughs> You know, and, vegans are a lot. Like, every yeah, vegan I've ever true. known has been very loud about being vegan. My friend Melissa, she had you know, this 
woman at work who just printed out in gigantic font vegan and taped it to her desk. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. I'm just going to type just so omnivore, proud. but I do like tofu, That's what but I, I also like steak so in like loud font as on my a desk. Joke, It'd be so long. As a joke, I printed a huge one omnivore and just like taped it to Melissa's desk. Just, and just so that you know. Oh, yeah, it's fun. Anyway. Just, I mean, just so okay. that you guys know what our eating habits are. Yeah. That got way off stuff, topic from Montana's. Work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually really interested in Greenland's weather now. So um, Greenland and Montana, yeah, which are uh, two things that go know. together. What's Email that? us at twoscaredsiblings at gmail.com. What's going on over there? Yeah. Tell What's us about your, your... What's the degree situation? <laughs> <laughs> What's the Greenland triangle like? I'm, yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you've got Wi-Fi Why there, do you keep losing killing your all your crews? Yeah. What's put, happening? Don't name your boat something so sad. Yeah. We um, like you. Maybe build some self-esteem and then write the name of a boat. Yeah, write Greenland is awesome and our boats don't sink. Name that your boat. Like, and be that, like, don't like, get yeah. flash frozen. That will be our motto. Oh, that'd be That's a good really motto. Really depressing to like name a boat. Don't get flash frozen. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets flash frozen. That'd be the worst. Be like we failed in our mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're right. being we're currently in the midst of being sued. Um, <laughs> by um yeah. So, so yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. Suggest Patreon. something for us to do. Um, because otherwise, I have to choose the theme next week. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Suggest some things. Uh, tell us your own weird and creepy stories about boats or anything. And um, check out our Twitter at Two Scared Sibs and my personal at Andrea Noel Three. And mine is at Toy Carousels. And um, you should go to our Patreon to hear us ramble about vegans more. Yeah. And Greenland's And we're weather. giving merch out. I already sent merch to several of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if you join Patreon and then message on Patreon with where you want it sent, you can get merch. Yeah. So it's patreon.com slash two scared siblings, but it's also linked at the top of our Twitter. So check us out. Right. And now's the point where... We, go, we get back on topic, but not, because we're going to give you a kiss goodnight. Mwah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sleep well. Bye, Greenland. I'm so sorry.